No child support? Well, no hunting for you. And why are Western women heading to South Korea in search for love? And why is a man drinking his own urine? Well, he says there's health benefits. His roommate does not like it, though. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. Thank you for joining me. Let's go. No child support, no hunting. This story is out of the state of Utah. They are seeing a surge in child support payments over the past year in Utah, a change that state officials credit in part to a new state law that withholds hunting and fishing licenses to people who fall significantly behind on their child support payments. Here's a quote from the representative, Carrie Ann Lisenby. I came up with the idea for the bill. I actually, in talking with some of my constituents who had non-custodial partners who were overdue on child support, and they were going out and spending lots and lots of money hunting and fishing. They were getting their hunting and fishing game on, but they weren't paying the child support, you know? I thought to myself, hmm, maybe I got something right here. And the law went into effect in 2021. This law blocks anyone from obtaining a hunting or fishing license if they are past due more than $2,500 in child support for the year. A lot of people talk about sending people to jail or prison instantly when they hear that they're behind on their child support or not paying at all. But in reality, if they're going to jail, they're not really working. So that's not helping solve the problem. I thought of that. You know, and when they get out of jail, they have marks on their record, you know, and then that could prevent them from getting future employment. So that's not helping. You're not going to get any child support from that situation. Then there's the stigma for the children involved that their parent has been to jail or prison. Prison, that's not helping anything. Nobody's proud of that. It's embarrassing. This is marvelous. What a great, creative, smart, reasonable solution to a problem. I love it. Rather than send them to prison where... You know, their income goes away for the most part. Tough to get an income when you get out of prison as well. That doesn't solve the situation. This makes it so people who owe child support, uh, you know, can get whacked with a penalty that doesn't impact their ability to support their children after all. It's like, I don't know, if you were were to tell all the dads that owe tons of child support that they couldn't go to the strip club, they'll get caught up real quick. And according to the data, it looks like it worked because on July 1st of 2021, the state of Utah blocked the hunting and fishing licenses of 3,000 individuals over child support. Out of those people, during the first week of July 2022, 500 of those people had come into compliance with the law at some point during that first year. So pretty impactful. Lizenby has stated that she believes other states should look into this because hunting and fishing are fairly popular everywhere. Some states have embraced a similar policy, including Pennsylvania, Now, in Pennsylvania, failure to make child support for three months allows the state to suspend a driver's license or a professional license. Imagine that. I would say that's a little more harsh than the hunting and fishing because having your driver's license suspended or your professional license suspended means you might not be able to work because you can't get to work or you no longer have a license to work. So maybe look at that. I like my strip club incentive. I think that's a good solution. You could even use like live events. Like imagine at Dodger Stadium, they had like a child support night where anyone showing up with proof that they're up to date on their child support gets free admission and a hot dog. I think that would be amazing. This Utah 
experience and example provides a lesson about how creative solutions in government can be used to change people's behavior. And I always rail against government, especially local government. But this is a story that you know gives me faith that we can use these tools for positive change in the culture. Because sometimes I'm, I'm a little discouraged by such things. But this is great. Here's another quote from her. It's a matter of finding the right incentive for your community, even for different parents within your community, you know? And we need to continue to be creative to find those little incentive niches that will speak to different parents and will mean something to them. I think that's the key. You have to choose something that means something to them. That's how you motivate people. We should do this in Florida. If you're behind significantly on your child support payments in Florida, you're not allowed to go to Walmart. (laughs) The Netflix effect. Women are going to South Korea in search for love. There's a sociologist and researcher named Min Ju Lee. Uh, Now, Lee researches Korea's gender and race politics as a postdoctoral fellow at Indiana University in Bloomington. She was in town to find out what influence the rising international profile of Korean pop culture was having on the tourism. Hit Korean television shows like Crash Landing on You and Goblin were selling more than men with beautiful faces and chiseled bodies. They were offering a glimpse into a world where Korean men were romantic patient and antithesis to what the women saw as the sex-obsessed dating culture of their own home countries. Lee interviewed many women that were fascinated with Korean men who were portrayed on television and Netflix specifically as being in touch with their emotions. And these Korean men are willing to embrace their, quote, effeminate sides. These women considered Korean men cultured and romantic while complaining that men in their own home countries often neglected their appearances and had one-tracked minds. Grace is a 25-year-old woman from the UK, single. She went to Seoul, Korea in 2021 after she saw the Korean drama Crash Landing on You on Netflix. Grace was struck by how the Korean men in the show didn't catcall women on the street, as happens in her country. In her eyes, Korean men are gentlemen, they're polite, charming, romantic, fairy tale like, chivalrous, respectful. She said it also helps that Korean men dress very well and they groom themselves. Wow, I guess I'm missing out on these Korean dramas. I didn't know these men were so romantic, respectful, and well groomed. Anyone else getting hot and heavy in a closet right now? <laughs> okay. There's other things going on that's appealing for a Western woman to go to Korea to look for love. Grace says, Well, in England, I'm very common-looking and sound the same as everyone else. In Korea, I'm different, exciting, I'm foreign. People pay attention to me. I feel special. I feel very special. They say, you, you don't look like others here. You don't talk like anyone here. Would you like to touch my well-groomed chest and my abs? Will you allow me to be chivalrous for you? Let me open doors for you. I'll open every door for you, Grace. They're opening doors for me over here. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. I'm getting massages. And they smell nice, these men. They smell nice. And you can't tell from just watching the Netflix show how nice they smell. We don't have that technology yet, but I can't wait for it. I love Korean dramas, and I think I'm head over heels for these Korean men. They smell so good. They're so smooth. 
The researcher for this story says the popularity of Korean television shows with global audiences has coincided with a steady increase in the number of women tourists to South Korea. In 2005, 2.3 million women visited the country, compared to 2.9 million men. This is according to government data. By 2019, the last year before the coronavirus played havoc with tourism, nearly 10 million women visited the country compared to only 6 million men. At the same time, there has been an an explosion in social media content centered on couples featuring Korean men with women from abroad as well. We are also seeing this play out on social media. On YouTube, the hashtag Gucce couple, which means international couple, has become an entire genre covering 2,500 channels, over 30,000 videos, the most popular of which feature a Korean man with an American or European partner. Sometimes these videos feature couples pranking each other, playing on cultural differences, and sometimes they simply portray the couples going about their everyday lives. Wow, we live in an amazing time where you don't have to find your partner, even in your own country these days. You could just go, get yourself a chivalrous well-groomed, sweet-smelling Korean boy, or or, or whatever you're looking for. The menu has now expanded, guys. I'm thinking about getting myself a Korean husband. This seems like a... They seem very nice, very romantic and respectful. That's what I want. (laughs) Now, I've never seen any of these K-dramas that are on Netflix and so popular these days, but I have watched some K-pop music videos, and wow, those boys are beautiful. I had no idea they also hold open doors. (laughs) Heaven! This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yay! A man drinks his own urine and his roommate is upset about the smell, naturally. This man drinks his own urine in this story and he has said how his unusual daily habit has come between him and his roommate who is sick of the smell coming in from the kitchen. <laughs> Bro, you drink it in the kitchen? Are you okay? This is not something you drink in the kitchen, urine. This is something that's drank on the balcony. Or, I don't know, behind the building? (laughs) Drink it in the kitchen, dude? Come on. Drink this at least in the privacy of your own room. Or in your car, maybe? I don't know if I could have a roommate that drinks their own urine. Certainly not in front of me. I'm not going to begrudge anybody a lifestyle. If you want to live the life of a urine drinker, that's your business. All right? I'm I'm for anybody doing whatever they want as long as it doesn't harm other people. But, you know, I can't, you can't do it under my roof with me in the same room. That's just, you know, that's where I draw the line. And my prejudice, let's find out about it. Let's read a little bit more. The guy in the story who drinks his pee is named Brother Sage, which sounds like uh, his shaman name, I'd imagine. Is this a shamanic ritual, drinking your urine? Wow. Alternative medicine has really gone haywire, guys. This guy, Brother Sage, is 68 years old. He believes his urine is a natural cure-all. He's been drinking it for almost two decades, and I'm looking at a picture of him. He looks like someone who's drank pee for two decades, for sure. He doesn't look like it's doing him any good, this urine drinking practice. Uh, He says he stores the urine that he passes during the night for a drink when he gets up, but he also uses his urine as a foot soak or an eye bath. An eye bath? You put your pee in your eyes? Um, You soak your feet in the pee? 
dude. Okay. He says he sometimes ages his urine for up to three years. Wow. He keeps jars of urine aging. Where? In your bedroom? Oh, man. This is awful. It's not the first I've heard of it. There's a comedian here in Los Angeles who claims that she drinks her urine. As a, as she says it has natural healing properties. She talks about it on stage, and it's shocking. It really shocks the crowd. I've seen her do the act about three or four times. I'm shocked every time. This guy in the story here, uh, Brother Sage, says he's selling a course that costs about $300 to help anyone else who wishes to unlock the apparent benefits of their own pee, claiming some of his followers have given urine to their children or allowed their dogs to bathe in it. If you give your urine to your child, that's total abuse. Uh, you are probably not fit to be a parent. <laughs> that's, my, that's my opinion. That's my hot take that you shouldn't be giving your pee to your kids to drink. I'm also going to say you don't need to spend $300 on this urine drinking course. You can just... You know, try it at home for free. I'd imagine we all pee all the time. We don't need to take a course on how to how to pee and then drink it. We all know how to drink. We all know how to pee. Brother Sage, Brother Sage is from Colorado, of course. I was going to guess Ojai, California. Uh, Mr. Sage has been quoted as saying, "Most people will drink it first thing in the morning. That's the best time to drink it first thing." Mmm, yeah. Yeah, can't wait for my morning cup of pee. <laughs> I'll go with the coffee, Brother Sage. Thank you very much. Brother Sage says, the cleaner you can get your diet, the better your pee will look, the better your pee will taste, and the better it will smell. I tell you. The article says, while there's no concrete scientific evidence to support that drinking urine has any health benefits. No way. There's no scientific evidence backing this up. I'm so surprised. Brother Sage believes, that's the key word, believes, that it heals everything from viruses and sunburns to cancer. Oh, good luck kicking your cancer with jars of pee in the morning. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Despite his many fans, he's got fans, he admits that not everyone's been won over. Not everybody's been won over with your pee therapy? I'm so surprised. He claims he recently clashed with a housemate over the smelly custom, and he has had to find somewhere else to practice what he calls urotherapy. He says, It's a good idea if this is your lifestyle to check in with your, with your housemates so they know that you do this in your bedroom or your bathroom or in the house somewhere so there won't be that moment of surprise. Hey, surprise, I do urine therapy. You know, you don't want to spring that on them. They might think you're a little nuts. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Oh, this created a hiccup in the house I'm currently in, and I'm trying to readjust, and I'm doing my practice now at a new location. And I'm looking for other locations. If you, if you wouldn't mind if I came and did it in your garage, let me know, or your backyard. I prefer to drink it outside in nature. I think that's lovely. Uh, sometimes I'll go to a hot spring, you know, or just go to a public pool and drink my urine right there, poolside. Or I, it's really good in the hot tub if you can handle it. Um, I like to put some ice cubes in my urine this time of the year, you know, because it's awfully hot out there. You know, I like to chill it, maybe put a little honey in it, you know, a sprig of, of uh, you know, a little mint leaf and some lime juice. <laughs> I'm making up half of this, guys, obviously. <laughs> Sorry. Brother Therapy has big goals. He wants to build an international community of urine drinking practitioners. He says there's people across the world who consume their own urine or use it topically as well. 
After starting year in therapy in 1994, he said it was initially a total spiritual connection for him and really had nothing to do with health at the time. It was simply spiritual. But as the years progressed, he realized there were some things he wanted to improve with his health. So he drank more urine because that's going to make you healthier. Soaks his feet in it all the time. He says he increases the use and the dosages. He says there are over 24 topical uses of urine on your skin, your eyes and your ears. He says, people are healing everything because there's no such things as incurable diseases when you understand how the body operates. While urine heals everything from mosquito bites to sunburns to even gum conditions, viruses, diabetes, MS, cancer, Alzheimer's. We got a lady working with a 21-year-old man with autism who's seeing results. The man with autism is drinking his urine and seeing results. I think the most unusual thing is people are feeding the urine to their pets and their kids and just watching their health be returned right away. Come on! <laughs> he says the urine is a universal panacea remedy. I, I call total bullshit. I call bullshit on this. <laughs> he says it, it works with constipation, everything. Urine enemas. He's doing urine enemas. He says it, it'll clean your entire GI, GI tract. It sure saves people from the embarrassment of going to a professional colonic lady. Yeah, what about the embarrassment of drinking urine your whole life? How about that? That's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I'll take an afternoon with a colonic lady than having to tell my family at Thanksgiving that this is a, a mason jar full of my own urine that I'm drinking with the turkey. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you, my loyal listeners and fans of Weird AF News, for listening to yet another episode all the way to completion. Congratulations, you get a sticker. No, you don't get a sticker. Stickers are old school. You get a congratulations. That's what you get. And I'm not wearing a shirt when I sang it, so that's what you get. Congratulations with no shirt. A no shirt congratulations. Aren't you lucky? Hey, by the way, if you sent me Florida Friday articles over the weekend... You were a little late, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Maybe I'll use them for next week. Um, and everyone who reached out to me over the weekend, I just appreciate hearing from you. I really, really do. Haven't got many phone calls lately, so if you'd like to try that, 646-450-2012. I hope you had a lovely weekend. And um, if you would like to uh, help out with supporting the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. One is free. You can tell a friend or a loved one or a relative or someone you're sitting next to at the bus stop or the DMV, you tell them about Weird AF News. Spread the word. Uh, that would be very helpful. If you'd like to support the show with a little bit of money, if you'd like to buy Jonesy a coffee a month, let's say, join the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Weird AF News, and you get your name right up on the closet wall right here. Wouldn't that be pretty fly and fresh to have your name on someone's wall? Uh, who's not a serial killer? <laughs> hey, guys. No, no serial killer here, guys. Just a dude recording a podcast in a closet. That's all. Nothing to see here, everybody. 
well, nonetheless, you can also go to weirdafnews.com, and there's various ways to support the show if you'd like to. If not, it's totally fine. Just listen. That's all. That's all you need to do. Just listen, and we'll see you tomorrow. How about that? Be steady.